0: Hello everyone. Welcome to the Carry On Cast, the podcast of Easter Lutheran Church, where you get to hear deacons and pastors talk about the upcoming preaching texts. It's a joy to be with all of you today. My name, as always, is Pastor Eric Eric Sevig, and today I am here with Pastor Kevin and not Eric Sevig.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Deacon.
0: Lucky you.
1: In the house. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and Kevin, what is your last name?
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's just Pastor
0: Kevin. Actually, oh, okay. That's just my full name. I think I thought you were Santa, Kevin, but that was that was last week. That yeah, last. Christmas is over. Yeah, no, actually, M- Merry Christmas, everyone! <laughs> it <laughs> is. is there, right? It is now Christmas. Yay! <laughs> and uh, hope you're having a great week from Christmas to New Year's. Um, today, uh, we're hearing uh, from. A uh, passage from the Gospel of Saint Mark, which will be our basis of the the message on um, Sunday, January thirty first or December thirty first,
1: last day of the year. Yeah, we're here, folks. We did it. We made it. Yeah, wow. wow. We see the finish line. I will not sing the Twelve Days of Christmas in full on this podcast, <laughs> <laughs> but I thought about
2: it. That's in the outtakes.
1: Yep. Mark is such a great. I love this stuff from Mark because he's to the point and. Uh, Mark is the oldest gospel, and so it's interesting to see that you know last week we heard from Luke. Luke most likely had Mark in hand mm-hmm. when he was writing that account, uh, and so it's fascinating to see what was kind of the the OG of the gospels, right? Yeah. You know, and what's the what kind of. You know led up to this point what was the the important piece and interesting right off the get-go is last week we spent all that time in luke 2 deacon hans was grilling us about what our favorite part how we're going to preach that mm-hmm. or how do we read this story a familiar story over and over again but here in mark again the oldest gospel there's no there's no baby jesus right. there's no christmas story yeah why is that yeah right, right.
0: Well, let's ask Mark. Yeah, <laughs> well, and in the no, words that's of, a great question. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if if we know why 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 would that not be included? Well, and in the famous words of Will Ferrell, I like <laughs> the baby Jesus best.
2: <laughs> but let me read from Mark. Kevin just left the room. <laughs>
1: Sorry, I just yes.
2: Let me read from Mark. Mark chapter one verses one through eight, uh, and begins the section with the proclamation of John the Baptist and, and verse one. The beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, as it is written in the prophet Isaiah, See, I am sending my messenger ahead of you, who will prepare your way, the voice of the one crying out in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And people from the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel hair with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. He proclaimed, The one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandals. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the
0: Holy Spirit." This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to God. God. Yeah. Pastor
2: Kevin or or, uh, Pastor Eric, have you ever started a sermon talking about camel hair Uh, locusts and wild honey, or even brought those as as a demonstration, as props? I have not. Okay. No.
0: That's a good idea. (laughs) I'm just saying, like, it's there for you. Yeah.
1: It's true.
0: Honey-covered locusts. Mm. I'm just going to say no. Hmm. Merry Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, this is... um, interesting gospel written by, um, attributed to John Mark, one of the um, companions of Paul and Peter, and it's often understood that his his version of the story of Jesus is the one that comes through Peter's witness, uh, St. Peter. So um, that's also interesting background on this, and this is the, the thing I always remember about this particular gospel is that it's fast-paced. Mm-hmm. And it's short. Doesn't he? For whatever reason, he didn't decide it was necessary to include the birth story. He just jumps right in with John the Baptist. Um, and by the way, he begins the entire gospel with a very important line, so we shouldn't overlook that. In the beginning, or the beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. That's his thesis statement. Now
2: contrast that to last week, where we would say the beginning of the good news mm-hmm. is. Gabriel coming to Mary, and mm-hmm. then the shepherds. Mm-hmm. The angels coming to the shepherds, and right. then the birth of Jesus. Yeah. But for Mark here, that's not, it's not the there at all of the good news. Mm-hmm. The good news starts here with John the Baptist.
0: He's most interested in in the fact that Jesus is the Son of God, mm-hmm. and so he starts there with the prophecy from the Old Testament, and then John the Baptist, and here we go. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it's so striking that the first words, too, I mean, in some ways it's kind of like Genesis, right, in the beginning. Here it is again, this kind of sense of creation kind of unfolding before our eyes in this very first verse. Like, you should underline this verse in your Bible if you have one, or if in your phone version or whatever because it really does characterize right away to what the content of jesus the news about jesus is too it's not bad news (laughs) it's Mm -hmm. actually good news Mm -hmm. and that's why gospel has always been connected to those words as Mm -hmm. well um because again it's it's trying to say that it's not just uh it's this isn't just another fact to kind of put into our memory banks or something like that but there's a content to what Jesus is, not only who, what he said and what he did, but just who he is, right. like his mm-hmm. presence. Yeah. And um, it kind of reminds me too that in our Lutheran tradition, when we talk about the word of God and the same kind of thing, there's three things that we're saying. We say word of God and we're talking about the 66 books of the Old and New Testament. We're talking about Jesus Christ himself, the, the person in history who lived and died and rose again. And then finally, we're also talking about the proclamation of the good news or the sharing of that good news so th- when we say word of god there's there's this kind of fullness to it which is why it makes this mark this one little verse from mark see kind of um kind of almost uh, challenging because it looks so short but it's really packed mm-hmm. it's like eating chocolate mousse and you can't really talk anymore <laughs> True. Like your jaw is like stuck yeah so
2: yeah good point and it, i think interesting too that you know, think context historically—the time and place. Um, if this if this gospel is written, what 60 A.D. or roughly, that's right after the destruction of the Temple of Israel, right in in Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. And so Mark is Mark is issuing this proclamation of good news. Well, that to most that would not be good news. That'd be looked on like, hold on a second, our society is being crumbled, our religion, our faith is being crumbled away, and Mark comes in with this optimism of good news is happening right now mm-hmm. catch it ride be a part of this yeah um, I you know th- again thinking back to last week and the setting of of Christ's birth here we have another like impossible kind of thing to wrap your brain around as a resident of the in this time and place even to today but Mark comes at us with this is amazing news. you got to pay attention to this, right? Yeah. That's fascinating.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> we don't want your toxic positivity details. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My bad. <laughs> but at what, some level, you're right.
0: It is good news. Yeah, what is the good news? I mean, I think if we look at just these short verses, uh, he lays it out even. So, all, without having given you a heads up on that question, does anyone <laughs> see where I'm going with this? I see, uh, but you go. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I mean, John the Baptist is um bat doing baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins and um we, you were talking about the the word powerful shows up um and he is saying that you know I'm this is my ministry I'm forgiving sins but one who is more powerful than I is coming and he ha- where's that power come from and what is that power and he ref- he says he will baptize you with the holy spirit so um, the good news is that th- this Jesus comes with the power of God's Holy Spirit to forgive, to confirm that these sins are forgiven. This yeah. is a ministry of forgiveness.
1: Mm-hmm. And how huge is that? Because <clears throat> I love how, you know, verse 2, we get into the prophet Isaiah. And we've spent a number of weeks and over the last over the fall exploring different parts of the prophets and I've appreciated that. We've heard from Isaiah, we've heard from Jeremiah, we've heard from Ezra, we've heard from all these different ones, right? Where they're all kind of again pointing to something sort of S- pointing to some sort of larger story and here is mark at the very beginning again the oldest gospel immediately starting starts by quoting isaiah as if to say you have to understand isaiah you have mm-hmm. to understand the context the prophets that Jesus mm-hmm. was a jew mm-hmm. and that he was raised this way and that the words and the, the hope and the content of Isaiah was actually pointing to something larger that's about to kind of emerge. Mm-hmm. And here again, you know, the voice crying out in the wilderness, mm-hmm. prepare the way of the Lord, make his, you know, make his straight, make his path straight. Like, yep. All of this was kind of setting up. And so that's where Mark is saying, hey, before we can even get into the story, you have yep. to understand the context of where yes.
0: this is coming from. Mm-hmm. This is the one. Who we have been looking for and he has the power of God he is God um, and then the rest of the um, gospel goes on to continue to sh- give um, what Jesus did that proves this and you know the whole point of the gospel is to say who Jesus is the fulfillment of the prophets the son of God who delivers all God's promises to you mm-hmm. so um, and so it's the uh, the the rest of the gospel um, tells the story of Jesus' ministry all of the um, things he did to reveal the confirmation of this authority, the one who is is more powerful than I baptize you with the Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. yeah
1: isn't it interesting that you know, lots of times we talk about the that baptism is a cornerstone of faith, right? Mm-hmm. And that's Mark brings baptism into the beginning of Mark right away here, right in the beginning of the story, right? You have this guy named John the Baptizer, right? And baptism wasn't a new thing. We see that in Jewish tradition, that there were experiences or, mm-hmm. or processes of, of being able to, 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 to share in baptism. But Jesus really transformed the understanding of that and what was kind of going on with that. But the striking thing for me is, do you guys ever think about Jesus himself being baptized? Mm-hmm. I mean, we talk about that. It's like... Pastor Eric, we you, you baptized like three babies one Sunday, Yeah, <laughs> like Just recently. It's like you become so commonplace to seeing that it happens. But do we ever think a lot about what Jesus what it meant that Jesus was baptized? Mm-hmm. And why why was that a thing?
0: Yeah. Yeah, if it's if it's good for Jesus, it's good for us. <laughs> you know, I mean that's what makes a sacrament is yeah. Jesus did it and he commanded us to do it. Um and uh, so we do, and yeah, I I've read too that I that that Jesus
2: didn't have to be baptized, but he did to fulfill all that God had asked yeah. of him. Mm-hmm. And I like that. Like he didn't need to because he was without sin. With he was without sin, yeah. exactly. But he did it. He did it to say, to not only I think Father, but to or to God, but to the, everyone else. Like I'm all in on this. Like this is why I'm here, and baptism is a part of that. Um, yeah. Recipe is not the right word, but it, it's part of that yeah. pres- subs- prescription for for faith. Like, journey with me. Uh, come come, be a part of this with me. So,
1: And there's something beautiful that we would say is that, you know, I baptize you with water. This is verse 8. But he will baptize mm-hmm. you with the Holy Spirit. And that gift of the Holy Spirit, right, really is where we see the empowering of people's gifts. Mm-hmm. And how important that is to be able to say, maybe mark is making the case here is that we can't take out baptism because that's where all of our ministry flows out mm-hmm. of right that's what we understand um all the different ways that we serve like i i'm i'm always amazed um by the adults who step up to serve in confirmation right i mean and thankful. Yeah, thankful yeah but talk about some of the gifts that you've seen yeah. from some of the adults that have stepped up into that, because you think like, oh, we're here to help right. the kids, but right. really something else happens to you when you right. step into that kind of ministry thing.
2: Yeah, I, I I, think they discover that, one, they learn as much now as a whatever-year-old mm-hmm. that they would, didn't pick up on as when they went through it themselves, right? Mm-hmm. And I think, and I'm speaking for them, and I hope this is true because I find it true, uh, like there is just a joy when a kid gets it. It doesn't last long; it's fleeting. But when they get some of the some of the love that they experience in community, some of the you know some of the things that bring them together, the bring them together, the fellowship kind of stuff, and then just knowing and I hope they hear this or feel this, and and their parents do too. But just knowing that there is another adult who doesn't have the answers like me, who doesn't have it figured out like me, but is willing to take the risk just to be together, right? Mm -hmm. Like I, for me, that's the most important piece is just give me a fellow sojourner who is in on the bit. Like I'm not gonna claim to have any answers or any truths, but I'm taking the risk to be with you Mm -hmm. and trust you that this relationship actually means something, that this relationship is part of the good news story. Uh, that's kind of where I see that Mm -hmm.
1: well that would make sense if we have a relational God right who chooses to come in human form and says I actually want to get into the stuff of life with you right so if you're going to be baptized then I'm going to be baptized and when we're baptized into Christ's life, we're also baptized mm-hmm. into His death and into mm-hmm. His resurrection, and all that becomes good news
2: into the ministry.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've seen more kids do ministry to me right. as far as teaching me how to accept people or welcome people right. or to
2: forgive somebody.
1: Right. <laughs> I mean, I need that example yeah. too.
2: Uh, you know. So I think to go along with that too, like I don't think Mark anticipated us reading this Bible two thousand years later, right? <laughs> I don't think Mark was expecting us to read this, but as we read this and the, this question for you for you guys I think Um, as he and as as I continue to be the purveyor of positivity here (laughs) and speaking this good news like like if this imagine that this is written to you now and you know if you if you watch the news if you scroll through the facebook if you you know even look at x or twitter whatever it's called there's a lot of negativity it's so it's more Hmm. it's sexier to have bad news it's sexier to have violence it's sexier to talk about what's going wrong in the world Mm -hmm. um and in our communities and in our own lives right but mark again talks begins us with the good news and part of that I think that relationship of mentor to to confirmation student is to continue to share that kind of good news. Um, and so if, if Mark is writing these words to us today, how do we contribute into sharing that good news to the people around us? And not even as a pastor in front of three, four, five hundred people, but to, as a neighbor as a son, as a spouse, as a father, as a mother, as a daughter, um, as uh, a grandchild. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think part of the challenge of this text is to continue to share that good news because it's not always sexy, um, but it is life-enriching and
0: Mm life-giving. I am thinking about at the end of baptism where we... Um, always light a candle for the the one who's baptized and hand it over with Jesus' words. Mm -hmm. I am the light of the world. Let your light shine before others that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. So, and I often say, wherever you go, you bring the light of Christ Mm -hmm. with you. And it's not necessarily in you know spectacular ways so like you know I'm picturing when you when you were going off on that I was thinking about me walking around my neighborhood Mm -hmm. encountering my various neighbors who I may not some of them I don't even know very well but we know we're neighbors and I feel like sometimes I'm just sharing that light just by being there because Mm -hmm. I have the Holy Spirit in me and that's what we hear here in this reading we're promised that we're baptized in the Holy Spirit
2: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely. I mean have you have you seen that even amongst you know, in the same way that I look at, you know, the confirmation guide stepping up with kids, you know, what about the Easter care companions? Like have yeah. you heard some stories that have kind of come out of that work? Because in some ways that too, it's it's showing up alongside people. You're not yeah. here to fix anything right. because they might have a chronic condition or whatever mm-hmm. the situation yeah. is right? but they're just showing up in some fashion
0: well yeah like the care companions is a great example because they have um, four pillars that they uh, constantly lift up one of them is God is present mm-hmm. and that I think goes to that same point how do we know that God is present because it was promised to us in our baptism mm-hmm. um, a promise that comes through this good news of Jesus Christ Um, that he is the son of God. And, um, so all these things that the gospels proclaim, we can trust and believe, including the fact that wherever we go, we bring the Holy spirit with us. And like I, when I was hearing Hans talk about confirmation and the relationships, Mm -hmm. the word faith was coming to mind. It's just living out faith. Like we don't, sometimes we don't know what we're doing, Mm -hmm. but. We know that we were called to something, and we show up, mm-hmm. and we just, with maybe some fear and trembling, mm-hmm. we just do it, mm-hmm. and know that we have a promise that God works mm-hmm. through us. Right, mm-hmm. and, and just knowing you're not alone. Yeah,
2: like I don't, I'm not. I'm not expecting you to do this alone. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and to trust in that in that community again. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: I think we all carry some sort of sense of our power too. You know, when you think about you know the different folks whether it's an elder in our community that we're visiting as a care companion or a student that we're working with, you know, I mean, I think we always can be echo- echoing what John the Baptist says in verse 7, the one who is more powerful than I yeah. is mm-hmm. coming after me.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> I mean, just that kind of perspective of sense of time, yeah, you right. Know, just to be able to have that, like, the power isn't in us, it's the one who's living through us and through what we're trying to do. Right, yeah. Um, and right. the way that we ex- ex- sense our, or the way we understand our God giftedness. One is that we are God-gifted to do something in this world. But then two is that we're pointing not to ourselves and to our own successes, but right. to the one yeah. who has come, right. and that's Christ.
0: Right. And I, it, it dawns on me as we're nearing the end here to realize that we're talking about this you know, important part of our, our Christian life on new, for the sermon for New Year's Eve yeah. at the turning of one calendar year to the next. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's this constant message of our lives that was true last year, and we know that it will be true in the year to come. And so we just give thanks to God mm-hmm. for all his promises and the Holy Spirit in us from our own baptisms to know and believe and trust and uh, to know that he's working through us. Wherever we go, we bring the light of Christ with us. And mm-hmm. so we'll, we'll uh, stop there for today and just say thanks again for tuning in to the Carry On cast, the podcast of Easter Lutheran Church, where our mission is to grow in faith and carry, carry on the work of Jesus Christ. Thanks, everyone.